How many is thankful that they're saved this morning? Ah, oh, come on. How many is thankful that you're saved this morning? I once was lost, but now I'm found. I once was blind, but now I see. That's a reason to rejoice. Amen. I'm just going to jump into the word this morning. Those of you going to class, feel free to do so at this time. But this morning, if you have your Bibles with you, Isaiah chapter number 58, Isaiah chapter number 58, we are going to be together. We're going to look at the first 12 verses uh, this morning, but I am going to begin reading this morning at verse number 10 through verse number 12 to lay the foundation uh, for our time together this morning. I know you just sat down. If you're not able, I totally understand, but in honor of the word of the Lord this morning, our custom is to stand for the reading of his word. Isaiah 58, verse number 10 through verse number 12, we find the following. And if, tell your neighbor, say if. How many knows that's a powerful word? And if thou draw out thy soul to the hungry and satisfy the afflicted soul, then shall thy light rise in obscurity and thy darkness be as the noonday. And the Lord shall guide thee continually and satisfy thy soul in drought and make fat thy bones and thou shalt be like a watered garden and like a spring of water whose waters fail not. And they that shall be of thee shall build the old waste places. Thou shalt rise up the foundations of many generations and thou shalt be called the repairer of the breach the restorer of paths to dwell in. Let us pray this morning. Gracious Heavenly Father, once again, we come before you. We thank you for your word. We thank you for your precious people this morning. And Lord, I pray for the next few moments that you would anoint this vessel. Lord, to not speak my opinion, but to speak that which you have birthed in my spirit over the last several days. Lord, I pray for an anointing that would remove me and would let me decrease, but that your spirit would increase. And Father, I also pray for this physical body this morning to operate in strength, to fulfill the commission that you've given to us today, we pray in Jesus' name. And the church says, amen and amen. Thank you for honoring the word of the Lord this morning. I'm excited for what? I'm going to try to deliver to you today, so please stay with me, if you will, for a few moments while we lay a foundation together from the word of the Lord and get to our message this morning. It may be somewhat of a longer introduction, but if you stay with me, we will get to the meat of what I believe God would have us to today. For a few moments today, our subject is found in Isaiah chapter number 58, the first 12 verses of that chapter, but we're really going to focus on verse number 12. Ye that seek me daily and delight to know my ways uh, is verse number two, and there we need to understand the significance of that, but however, we are going to truly focus on verse number 12. It simply says, and they that shall be of these shall build the old waste places. They shall raise up the foundations of many generations, and they shall be called the repair of the breach. For a few moments today, we are going to preach, if the Lord would help us, on the emerging 
fullness, the emerging fullness. Uh, the prophet Isaiah, he received instructions to address the wayward condition of the people of Israel as well as to bring clarity concerning the will of God. When you find Isaiah chapter 58 and verse 1, notice what the word of the Lord says. It says, cry aloud and spare not. Lift up thy voice like a trumpet and show my people their transgression and the house of Jacob their sins. How many knows that's not a popular task to be given? But it's a necessary task to be carried out. Notice with me, if you were to read verse number two, you in its entirety, you would find where God was taking issue with the people of Israel. They was asking and they was trying to delight in his ways, but yet they was a people that did not walk in righteousness. They was a people that had forsook the ordinance of their God, but yet they were still desiring the blessing and the favor to come upon them. They were asking and desiring continually, but yet they had completely turned away from those things that God had commanded them. We find, if you were to read verses 3 through 5, that they was filled with religious activity. They was fasting. They was saying prayers. They was doing all of the outward things, but yet... We find in scripture, the word of the Lord tells us that it is not enough to have lip service. It is something where our hearts must be turned towards him. When we read through this, we find that it opens the doorway for words of correction and clarity. God was not speaking to them in a manner to bring damnation to them, but he was speaking to them so that they might bring about a time of correction so they could once again begin to experience that which he had for them. That's why verses 6 and 7 is so important. He brings clarity and he asks this question. He said, is not this the fast that I have chosen to loose the bands of wickedness, to undo the heavy burdens and to let the oppressed go free and that you break every yoke? Is it not to deal thy bread to the hungry and that thou bring the poor that are cast out to thy house? When thou seest the naked that thou cover him and that thou hide not thyself from thy own flesh. The reason for this clarity was to bring them into a place of not just correction, but a place of repentance. Can I tell you this morning that it is where we find ourselves today is that if we are going to experience that which the Lord has, there is going to have to be a cry of repentance. Isaiah 58 and verse 8, it says these words that I believe we must hear and hear clearly. If we are going to experience a move of God, if we are going to experience an awakening, if we are going to experience that which the Lord has for us and that he desires for us to have, we know this, we must come to a place where we embrace his word, not the words of men. And his words are words of correction. And his words is also words that take us to a place of repentance. We find ourselves in a culture where there is lots of movement, lots of activity, and lots of sound. Lots of hype and lots of work and lots of labor. But yet we find ourselves 
desiring to have an encounter with God, but yet we refuse to walk in his commandments and his word. If everything was based on what we do and how talented we become, we would have already experienced the next great awakening. It does not come by our strength or by our ability, but it comes only by the Spirit of God. And the only way that the Spirit of God can flow in a person, a people, a community, or a nation is if that people or that nation or that individual does that which the word of the Lord said to Solomon in 2 Chronicles seven fourteen, If my people will humble themselves and will turn from their wicked ways, then will I hear from heaven. Notice the word then. He said, then will I hear from heaven. What he's saying is this, I will not have my ear open to you unless first of all there is humility, unless there is repentance. But he says, then will I hear from heaven and I will heal your land. Notice why it's so important that when Isaiah is speaking to Israel in Isaiah 58, he is simply telling them, this is the reason that you must hear what the word of the Lord is saying. Because if you hear it, if you embrace it, and if you react to it in the proper manner, we find this four-letter word once again repeated multiple times in the next few verses. It says, then, tell your neighbor then, then shall thy light break forth as the morning, and thy health shall spring forth speedily. And thy righteousness shall go before thee, and the glory of the Lord shall be thy reward. But then verse 9, and then, tell your neighbor then, then shalt thou call, and the Lord shall answer. Thou shalt cry, and he shall say, hear I am. If thou take away, don't miss this, if thou take away from the midst of thee the yoke, the pointing forth of thy finger, and the speaking of vanity. I can break that down and cluster that into this statement. If you will remove from you and your company the self-righteous religious activity, then you will experience an outpouring and a power and the glory of God that has not yet been seen. But when we continue that which we read in our text this morning, and if thou draw out thy soul to the hungry and satisfy the afflicted, then we find shall thy light rise in obscurity and thy darkness be as the noonday. How many like to see some darkness dispelled out of your life? But then we find in verse 11, and the Lord shall guide thee continually, satisfy thy soul in drought, and make fat thy bones, and thou shalt be like a watered garden, and like a spring of water whose waters fail not. But here's where we are this morning, and they that shall be of thee shall build the old waste places, and thou shalt raise up the foundations of many generations. And thou shalt be called the repairer of the breach. While we know this passage of scripture is a word given to the children of Israel, 
We also know it is not only for them in that moment, but this was a prophetic utterance for all generations of those that would choose to follow the Lord Jesus Christ. We find that oftentimes, not only is Isaiah 58 called the fasting chapter, and, but we find it is also a chapter that is calling us to take delight in the Lord. Meaning this, that we are to be focused on him and let us be understanding this morning that we currently find ourselves in a season, I believe, much like that which Isaiah found himself in because we are witnessing similar behavior. Not necessarily are we talking about the behavior of the world because we know this, that the sinner will sin, but we're talking about those that are identifying as followers of God. Those that identify as Christian and as Christ followers today They have bought in, not all, but many have bought into the ideal that God's commands and his structure isn't necessarily really required any longer. Some have even been led to believe that they can do as they wish as long as they offer up some sort of offering or sacrifice, then God is obligated to move on their behalf. But yet while their heart is far from him, they still cry out asking for his blessing and asking for his favor. But please hear the word of the Lord this morning. There is no blessing. There is no reversal. There is no breaking free until first of all, there is repentance. It is only when we get back into alignment that there is a turnaround that can be experienced. I'm not preaching yet. This is still my introduction, so stay with me, please. I want you to watch this. Isaiah is speaking prophetically by the power of God and it reveals that when you step back into alignment, there is a shift that occurs says then as we read a few moments ago light will break forth as the morning can I tell you there needs to be a light burst forth in America in this moment it says hell shall spring forth speedily how many knows we need a movement of health in this nation physically mentally emotionally and spiritually notice with me it also says in verse 9 that we read then thou shalt call and he will answer you say why is this important this morning these passages of scripture brings us to our message this morning when there is a people that has decided to humble themselves and bring themselves into a season of realignment not a realignment with men, but a realignment with God and his word, it gives birth to a fresh visitation of Holy Spirit. But not only a visitation of Holy Spirit. We know that the Holy Spirit has been given as a gift unto men so that we might be witnesses unto the Lord and his kingdom in Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, and the uttermost parts of the world. 
But we also know this, that the visitation comes with something other than just an empowering of the Holy Spirit or the indwelling of the Holy Spirit. But with it comes an anointing. An anointing much like that you could get a picture of, of the oil that was poured upon the head of Aaron that ran down his beard and went to the ends of his garment. It is a covering of anointing. You say, what am I talking about this morning? Notice this is not just an infilling, but this is deeper than that. It is a release of an anointing that begins to equip for service in the midst of very adverse times and seasons. This anointing comes with a few things attached to it. It comes with wisdom. It comes with knowledge. It comes with understanding. And I dare to say it comes with boldness and humility. You say, how can you say these things? One may ask. When you look at verse number 12 with me again for a moment. And they that shall be of thee shall build the old waste places. They all shall rise up the foundations of many generations. And thou shalt be called the repairer of the breach, the restorer of paths to dwell in. In recent days, I have heard in my spirit that we are entering into a time of building. And when I began to hear that, I began to pray through that and began to just spend time alone meditating and, and asking God to bring revelation. And that's what I'm going to try to deliver to you in the next few moments. I'm not going to keep you long today. But I strongly believe that there is a spiritual rebuilding of that which we have lost that we are getting ready to encounter not just in the United States of America, but around the globe, but specifically there is a move of the Spirit of God that's getting ready to be birthed out of the middle of America because of the simple fact of the behavior that has been taking place within this region. You say, what are you talking about? Let me go back to Isaiah 58 for a moment. Isaiah was speaking to a group of people by the power and the anointing of God, but yet also there is a prophetic utterance that's saying that there is coming a day where there will be these, those that are among you, meaning there is a specific group of people that is going to be named among you that is going to do something that others are not able to do. And as I began to pray through this, I began to realize that we are now entering into a time where there is an opportunity to experience something that no other generation has ever had the opportunity to experience on the level that we are positioned to now. And we will find that when we can look throughout history, you will find that there has been moves of God that has made its mark on society and culture. In, I strongly believe, however, we must have a great understanding of that which has happened. There is a reemerging, if I can say it this way, of generational 
foundations. You say, what does that really mean? When I began to speak on this fact of a rebuilding, of a spiritual rebuilding of that which we lost, I want you to first understand that something that has been lost in recent years, uh, something that has been uh, shied away from, something that has been removed from the sanctuaries of the American church uh, is this. Uh, it is the gifts of the Spirit in operation. We have thought that we have come to a place of intellect where we have risen above that and we no longer need to experience that. Uh, but can I tell you this morning, the things that have impacted my life uh, on the greater scale is not necessarily the message that the preacher preached uh, or the song that the singer sung, uh, but it was when the saint of God that was operating and flowing uh, in the power and the anointing of the Holy Ghost uh, that yielded their bodies uh, to service uh, so that the Spirit could flow through them. Uh, it is in those moments that have marked my life. Uh, can I tell you, it wasn't about the beauty of the presentation. Uh, it wasn't about the elegance of the presentation. Uh, but it was about the humility uh, and the boldness of the Spirit uh, that was on display. Uh, can I tell you, we have some of the most talented individuals uh, in the platforms of the American church today, uh, but our children sit in the sanctuaries uh, week after week, month after month, year after year, uh, and they can't tell you one biblical principle, uh, but the reality is uh, the generation that I was in and the generation before me, uh, they had individuals like Sister Bernie Grant uh, that was never gracing the platform, uh, but sat on the left side of the sanctuary uh, and we began to sing amazing grace how sweet the sound uh, can I tell you and there would be a moving of the spirit uh, where sinners would begin to cry and weep and run to the altar uh, it wasn't because she was looking for notoriety uh, it was not looking for applause of men uh, but it was because she was willing to surrender and yield uh, to the operating of the Holy Spirit uh, but somehow and somewhere along the way uh, we We've got to a place in our culture uh, where we don't want that anymore because it takes us from a place of being in control uh, to a place where once again uh, we have to be totally dependent uh, upon the leading of the Holy Ghost. Uh, but can I tell you, uh, while we're singing, uh, while we're dancing, uh, while we're waving our flags, uh, and I'm not against those things in the right manner, uh, but if that's all we have, uh, we have a generation dying and going to hell uh, with their blood on our hands. Uh, but can I tell you if we can ever get back uh, to where there is uh, the fullness of God uh, once again in the sanctuary uh, your children will not battle uh, what they're battling today. Uh, your, your grandchildren will walk in freedom uh, and they will not be distraught uh, but somebody's got to pay the price this morning. Let me give you a few examples this morning. In 1730 through 1740s, there was a man that came on the scene by the name of Jonathan S. Edwards along with the Wesley brothers. And they began to stir a culture. They began to face opposition, but yet their boldness and their humility gave birth to 
the first great awakening that we record in history. We find that in 1820s through 1850s, the second great awakening began to happen upon the globe and Charles Finney began to be a voice that came against religious behavior, passive attitudes, and a culture that said we don't need God. We then fast forward to 1875 through 1885 and there's a young man that most would reference as just a young boy selling shoes, but D.L. Moody who said just call me Mr. Moody. I don't need to be called reverend. I don't need to be called pastor. I don't need to be called anything. But God used him greatly to bring about another great awakening that touched the world. We then find a few years later in 1906 through 1915, William Seymour begins to find himself in a state of prayer, finds himself on Azusa Street in an old broken down stable and begins to give birth to an outpouring of the Holy Ghost like this Western Hemisphere had never really experienced. We then find that in the midst of that, around 1910, and it carried on all the way through 1970s, that there began to be others that began to be used in what I would call the 20th century revival. And we find that men such as Billy Sunday, who had everything at his fingertips that the world could offer, playing baseball, making money, doing everything, but had an encounter with God, said, I must leave everything and follow after him. And we find that Billy Sunday in his boldness, and can I tell you, if there was ever a man that was bold in his preaching, you should read some of his sermons. We find that in his boldness and his humility as well, he begins to carry this thing on and this torch is passed to another Billy by the name of Billy Graham who God used around the world. We then fast forward a few more years and we find ourselves experiencing a Toronto blessing. We find ourselves experiencing a Brownsville revival and we find that there is the stirring and this moving but there's something about every one of these moves that I've told you, and you have to really, when you really begin to look at the calendar from the 1700s to present day, there would be a move, there would be a kind of a falling away, and the move would come right back, a falling away, a move right back. There was always, every, this generation after generation was experiencing a move of God or was getting out of a move of God and getting ready to enter back into a move of God. And all of these had a foundation upon which the move of God was built upon, meaning this. We understand that all of them was built upon the word of God, but there were specific elements that was used at different times and seasons throughout this history. Some of it was prayer. Some of it was the gift of healing. Others was a word of knowledge. Others was different things. And we find that every move of God was built upon a foundation that made it propel to begin to reach a specific group of people at a specific time in history. But don't miss this. We know prophetically that Isaiah, when he was reading in Isaiah 58, spoke of a time 
when there would be something that would change the direction of a nation and nations of the world. If you go back to verse number 12, he said that there will be those of you in the midst of this that will do something specific. And I sincerely believe that this very well could be one of those times. According to Isaiah, there is a time when a cry of repentance is heard that there will be a people that moves with such an anointing that they will raise up, get this, the foundations. Tell your neighbor, say that's plural. The foundations of many generations. The Lord began to bring this to my attention and said that there is a time, and I believe sincerely, this isn't hype and this isn't trying to work anyone up this morning. But I sincerely believe that the Lord has deposited some things in my spirit that would bring me to a place and a conclusion that I sincerely believe that this is a generation that God is anointing because of the cry of repentance that has been heard in our land and across the globe today. But there is a remnant of individuals that's getting ready to experience an anointing of God that is going to equip them to the rising of the foundations of many generations. But notice he goes on to say that they shall be called the repair of the breach. No other generation, tell your neighbor, say no other generation. I'm going to preach while you sat there this morning or not, and you have no idea what I'm pushing through to be here this morning. But can I tell you, I'm going to preach what God gave me while we sat there. The enemy don't want it to go forward, and the enemy don't want you to hear it. Uh, but that doesn't mean that I'm going to sit down and shut up this morning. Uh, but I'm going to tell you something. There's no other generation uh, that has had the opportunity to fulfill this prophetic word. For they were living in or had just experienced one of these moves of God that I just shared with you. But since the year 2000, uh, really since the end of the 90s, uh, we have been desolate, uh, we have been stale, uh, we have saw a few moves of God, but nothing uh, on a large scale, so to speak of. Uh, our foundations have been ripped apart. Uh, they are in desolate condition, uh, and everything is kind of, let's just exist and let's hope God does something again. Uh, but we find ourselves sitting this morning in the midst of gross darkness. Uh, yes, we do. Uh, and yes, while the enemy is des desecrating the holy place uh, and actually calling it the spirit of God, uh, we are experiencing and we are sitting in the middle of it. Uh, and many foundations has been destroyed. Uh, you get looked at and mocked and laughed at if you talk about healing, uh, if you talk about deliverance, uh, if you talk about words of knowledge, uh, if you talk about words of wisdom, uh, if you talk about an impartial of the spirit. Everybody thinks you've lost your mind because we're sophisticated now and we don't need that. But I'm here to tell somebody this morning that which the enemy meant for evil, God is about to turn for the good. I hear a cry from a people along these lines. I know maybe it's not out there in the mainstream, but what I hear in the spirit is this. Father, forgive us for our error. 
water. Forgive us for our waywardness. Forgive us for our unwillingness to stand. Forgive us for our sins against you and your word. Oh God, we humble ourselves before you. We bow down and worship you, the one true God. Oh God, we need you to come and heal our land. We submit to you and your ways, oh God. Do that which you desire is our prayer. That is what I'm hearing in the spirit in many different places. And can I tell you, he cannot help but move when he hears the cry of the people. But don't miss this, because the cry, there is a beginning to be a sitting down upon a people. There is an equipping and a stirring taking place in this moment. I come to tell you this morning I told you if you'd stay with me we'd get somewhere but I'll tell you in the spirit I see there is a flickering flame that is beginning to burn in the midst of ashes what I'm saying to you today is don't you dare give up back up or shut up don't you dare give place to the enemy because can I tell you today there is a re-emerging of spiritual foundations that which has been lost is about to come to the forefront. I'm here to tell you I'm not talking about a revival 15 years from now, but I'm talking to you about in a matter of days there is an outpouring of the Holy Ghost and fire that's about to sweep the land. Sons and daughters are about to prophesy. There is about to be a manifestation. There is an emerging fullness of his glory. Somebody give him a shout of praise in this house. There is something greater than we have ever experienced an encounter. Because can I tell you, this is not just an emerging of one foundation, uh, but there is a re-emerging of many foundations. Uh, that which is experienced in the healing movement, uh, that was fixing in, in Charles Finney day, uh, that which was in Billy Sunday's day, uh, that which was in D.L. Moody's day, uh, that which was within George's day. Uh, listen, what I'm telling you is this. Uh, there is an anointing, man, I feel this this morning, uh, where God uh, is about to bring some fullness uh, into the house of God again. Can I say this this morning? I'm hurrying. The glory of yesterday was good, but we are about to experience the transition from glory to glory to glory. You say, how can you validate that? is because of what's experiencing inside of you. Because some of you don't know what to do with yourself right now. You can't necessarily describe it, but I'll describe it for you. Jeremiah said I was going to sit down and be quiet and not say nothing else. But when I sat there, all of a sudden, something began to burn in me. And it was like fire shut up in my bones. Some of you never felt an unction to lift your hands in worship. But now you're, you're trying to navigate through, should I, shouldn't I? Some of you never got excited when the presence of God began to move through the room and you say, well, I, 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 I'm with them, but I don't know if I'm one of them. I, I, but, but you feel that unction to 
become one of them because it's fire shut up in your bones. And you you say, well, what are you talking about? Listen, uh, I I need you to understand. Uh, God said, I'm about to use a people to not only build back old waste places, but they are going to raise up foundations of many generations. Come on now. They will be identified as the repairer of the breach, the restorer of paths. Maybe you haven't been excited yet this morning. I'm going to give you one more opportunity to get excited this morning before I land this plane with you. What does this really mean? It means this, that we're entering into a season for the blood-bought saints of God that will put their faith and trust in the Lord, that there is coming into a place where there is not only a rebuilding of the foundations, but there is getting ready to be a repairing of the breaches that has been placed there, which means this, don't miss it, uh, which means uh, that there is no longer going to be a coming in and a going out uh, of those things that God does not want to be in your life uh, that is bringing you headache and heartache, uh, but God is saying, I will allow these people Uh, to be the hands and feet that will bring about uh, the raising up of a standard uh, that will put the enemy at bay uh, and you will walk in my power and my glory says the Lord uh, and there will be nothing evil that comes nigh thy dwelling. Uh, So can I tell you, uh, I don't care what they say, uh, I don't care what kind of news we receive in the coming days uh, that is going to make this world go into a tailspin. Uh, You and I, the blood-bought saints of God, uh, can stand fast unmovable, uh, always abounding in the work of the Lord uh, because of the fact uh, we have the truth uh, that God said, uh, in the last days I will pour out my spirit. Uh, There is a reemerging of the fullness of God. Uh, If you believe that this morning, uh, I wish you'd clap your hands and give him a shout of praise uh, and say, God, I'm ready. I'm ready. I'm ready. Isaiah says in Isaiah 61 of verse 4, and they, say they, and they shall build the old waste place. They shall raise up the former desolations uh, and they shall repair the waste cities uh, and the desolation of many generations. Uh, can I tell you, uh, there is some cesspools today uh, in America uh, that everybody's riding off uh, that God is about to step down into by a man of God and a woman of God. Uh, and there is a revival uh, that's about to hit the streets of our nation. Uh, and though, listen to me, uh, they're not gonna have any choice uh, but to begin to report. We don't know why things are turning around, but I'll stand and say, I know why. It's because the glory of the Lord has arrived. Listen, there is a move that is taking place. They used to sing a song. I am one of them. I wonder if there's anybody in this room that would say, I'm one of them. You're gonna have to get rid of some of that timidness if you're gonna say I'm one of them. Because I'm gonna tell you something. 
I'm one of them. That don't scare too many people. I'm one of them. Preacher, I'm one of them, but don't call me out. Lord, let me be one of those secret saints. I've never seen, I'm one of them, turn the world upside down. I don't know if Kelly will remember this or not. We were just kids. I forget her name off the top of my head, but they were radical people. Phil was pastoring on North 27 in Richmond, and he was brave enough to bring these people to preach. She wore this big old hat. She was about 90 pounds, maybe, soaking wet. And after service, it's like, we're going to go street preaching. I'd never been street preaching in my life. And my mama felt the need to take us kids and go. And we did. And i tell you something. And I've shared this story before. But we got up there, and all of a sudden, because she began to operate in the fullness and the power of God. Listen, this was before kids sat and looked at this. It was when kids had a life, when teenagers thought it was cool not to drive a four-door car, but a two-door car that had loud exhaust. <clears throat> and uh, you have no idea how much money we spent in gas going from Eastside Pizza King to McDonald's and around to back and forth. Listen, you guys don't know what you're missing. There is a real world out there. I'm just saying. Lord, don't let me get off track. But this dear saint got out there. She began to preach. All of a sudden, a couple hundred young people starts coming and flooding this parking lot. They didn't know we was coming. We just showed up. All of a sudden, then somebody starts complaining about it. There will always be complainers. There will always be those that try to stop what God is doing. The police arrive because there's commotion and conflict. And they said, here's what we want you to do. You can do what you want to do. You have the right to do it. But here's what you're going to do. You take yourself and go to this end of the parking lot. And those that want to hear you, you go with them. And those that don't want to hear you, stay here. Well, so we went and everybody went with us. <laughs> Even the troublemakers. And this young boy, gray primer, 70 Nova, sits there, starts his car, vroom, vroom, shuts it off, starts it, vroom, just disrupting. And she walks over and she lays her hand on the hood of that car and says, in the name of Jesus, and that boy goes, click, <laughs> click. Scared him to death and made everybody else listen even more so. What I'm talking about is that is one foundation that has been lost. But there was power, there was authority. But can I tell you, that's just one example. But that foundation is reemerging. And because of it, there's a generation out there that the church is not even concerned about or looking at that God's getting ready to touch their heart. And they are going to do exploits into the power and the authority of God as they come to him.
So can I tell you, don't you believe the lies of the enemy? There is nothing that can stop the flow of the power and the anointing of the kingdom of God. So I wonder this morning, is there anybody that would say, I desire to be one of them? As they come to the music this morning, I sincerely believe that which I've delivered to you is not a word from man, but it is a word from God to tell you there is a reemerging of the fullness of God. We are not stepping in, please hear me, we are not stepping into a move of God. I want you to understand this. I want you to grab a hold of this. We are not stepping into a move of God. But we're stepping into the fullness of God. I celebrate what Charles Finney in that era experienced. I celebrate what D.L. Moody in that era experienced. I celebrate all of these other times that we could speak of today. But there is nothing to compare to what God's getting ready to do. Isaiah prophetically said, there are those that are among you that will become the repairers of the breach. This morning, I'm not asking you to join me for a pizza party or some kind of outing but I'm inviting you to take this journey with me and let's reach our community, our nation, and the nations of the world with this glorious gospel as we emerge into the fullness of God. How does it come about, preacher? It comes about by somebody bowing a knee lifting their heart and say, God, forgive us. God, we repent and we turn away and we run after you and only you. And when we do that, he hears from heaven and he begins to anoint this season not just one foundation but there is multiple foundations coming back to the surface I want to leave you with this this morning before we stand and pray there has been such a drought in the natural in many places around the globe at the water level has continued to drop and drop and drop and drop and drop. I find this to be very ironic. There's a specific place. It escapes me at this moment because it's been a few weeks since I read the story, but the Holy Spirit just brought it right back to my memory just now. But the water level has dropped so low that there is a church, a cathedral 
that was immersed underwater. It's hundreds of years old. Nobody has saw it for well over a hundred years, I believe is what the article said. But now at this season, in the midst of drought, in the midst of everything, standing in the midst of where water was, men and women are standing and taking photos of it and walking around it and experiencing. Can I tell you, sometimes you have to go through a drought season in order for something to reemerge to the surface. What had been hidden for years, for decades, is now visible. Can I tell you, there's some things that's been hid for decades. But it's about to become visible again. I wonder this morning, I wonder this morning, will you position yourself to be one of those that becomes foundation raisers and breach restorers in this season? As we stand all over the house this morning, if you would simply say, I'm desiring to be one of them, without hesitation, without delay, I'm going to ask you to step from your seat and by the unction of the Holy Spirit and come and stand in front of this building right now. Right now. I'm not begging. I'm not pleading. I'm not working anything up this morning. Slide on in. There's room for everybody. We can go down the aisles if we need to. We can push chairs back if we need to. Hallelujah. Here's what I want you to understand this morning. That which God is getting ready to do that which is already beginning to be moving, it's moving even now. I sincerely believe that there's even a greater intensity as this word has went forth. And I believe that I think across the nation, you're going to hear a similar release today from men of God. I just believe that in my spirit. But here's what I want you to understand. Foundations are big and they're heavy and you can't do it by yourself. That's why we need each other. That's why we need to lock arms with one another and we put into action that which the word of the Lord says that we're men and women of God lock arms and we come together. One can put a thousand but two can put ten thousand. Can I tell you what would happen if you and I would lock arms not just naturally but spiritually this morning and say that there is no weapon going to deter what God's about to do. Can I tell you this Whitewater Valley is about to experience an explosion in the spirit. That's why some of you have been fighting through all the things you've been fighting. That's why you've been going through all of the difficulty that you've been going through. But there is an encounter of the Holy Ghost that's getting ready to set down. And with it comes a great anointing. And that anointing is getting ready to help you lock arms with one another. And you're about to raise up some foundations. Uh, you're about, uh, please hear me, you are about to uh, bring each other into a realm uh, where you begin to lift each other up. So this morning, here's what I want you to do. 
I want you to lock arms with your neighbor this morning. And I want you to begin to, not timidly, but boldly, lift your voice and say, God, we are joining ourselves together. I want him to hear you this morning. I want you to let him know that you're one of them. I want you to let him know this morning, Lord, I desire to be used in this hour for the advancing. And Lord, as you you pray, I'm praying right now for there to be a setting down of the Holy Ghost upon you. Uh, Lord, I pray that everything would be broken off. uh, Lord, that would try to deter them. Uh, Lord, I pray this morning uh, that the power and the anointing of the Holy Ghost uh, would resonate so well in their spirit uh, that that infilling of the Holy Ghost uh, would rest upon them. Uh, Lord, I pray this morning right now uh, for there to be a manifestation of the power and the anointing of God. Uh, Lord, let every dark thing be broken off of them. Lord, let there be a release of health and strength. Lord, let there be a sound and a cry of of repentance come forth out of this house this morning. Oh God. I thank you for the breaches that are being repaired right now. Lord, I thank you for the foundations that's coming to the surface right now. Lord, I thank you for the manifestation of your power and your glory right now. Lord, I thank you uh, for the sound. Uh, Lord, I thank you uh, for the spiritual sound uh, that is beginning to be heard. Uh, Lord, I thank you uh, for the atmosphere shift uh, that is taking place. Uh, Lift your voice. Oh, lift your voice this morning. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Do it again, Lord. Do it again, Lord. Kolabasato kolabasata. Hilabasoto kolabasata. Hilabasoto kolabasata. Oh, we lift our voice today. Oh, we lift our voice today. Oh, just cry out to him, church. Cry out with great anticipation of that which is about to take place in our lives. Let us not be satisfied for just getting to the doorway. Uh, Let us not get satisfied by just going to the holy place. Uh, But let us get to a place where we desire to be beyond the veil. uh, To get into the holy of holies. Uh, It has been rent from top to bottom uh, for you and I to enter into where he is. Uh, And in his presence is fullness uh, of joy. God wants to feel you right now. God wants to fill you with peace. He wants to fill you with strength. Uh, He wants to fill you with joy. Uh, uh, We we speak to anxiety and command it to go. Uh, We speak to the enemy today and it has to take its hands off uh, because of the fullness and the re-emerging of God.
Oh, we lift your name. We lift your name. We lift your name. Pastor Jay here. I just want to thank you for watching the service with us today and being a part of it. We ask that you stay in touch with us. Follow us on all of our social media platforms. And we'll see you again soon. We love you. So does God.